naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we are. Welcome to uh, Iggy Garcia Live. I'm your host, Ignacio Garcia, also known as Iggy or Nacho. Uh, I want to welcome everybody to the show. Um, today is uh, a beautiful day. A beautiful day. I mean, the sun was out. I got another day to hang around and do the things I wanted to do. And, um, yeah, you know, that's kind of exciting to know that um, you're able to do the things you want to do. I want to give a shout-out to uh, all my friends out there. Give a shout-out to uh, David, Mary, Mark, Adriana, Juanita, Liliana, everybody who tunes in. So you guys who are tuning in to the show, welcome. And um, uh, I'm doing this show today because um, Adriana was out of town and she had uh, things to do and she's tired. So... I want to give her a little break, so I'm just going to go solo today, and uh, this is the Iggy Garcia live show that I usually do on the Sprecher channel. I decided I'd do it here on with Insights, and hopefully uh, you get something out of it, and I'm going to check the chat room here real quick, nothing there at the moment, so the call-in number is 646-595-3440 for those of you who uh, want to call in and just kind of hang out with me for the next hour. We're going to be talking about uh, several different topics and the main topic today is uh, pretty simple. It's uh, what's holding you back. That's one of the things we're going to do. But before we get started, I want to be able to uh, kind of just do a little meditation, kind of get us going and get us into the the frame of mind of what we want to do, what we want to share. It looks like all my things are working, everything that I'm recording with, so that's good. If for some reason you can't hear me, just let me know. Drop me a line at uh, my phone number. And um, I'm going to light a little bit of Palo Santo here. For those of you who don't know what Palo Santo is, it's kind of a it's a smudging stick from South America. It means a saint stick. Palo means stick. Santo means saint. For those of you who are curious, I'm going to take this in. <clears throat> this is for good cleansing. It almost has a hint of vanilla to it. Those of you who've never used it know what it's like. It's really good. It's really powerful. Palo Santo. All right. <clears throat> so what we're going to do is we're going to start off with a little meditation first. For those of you who like to meditate, this is perfect. For those of you who are not into meditation or don't quite understand what that is, uh, just, just hang with us, bear with us for a little bit, or give it a shot. Now, wherever you're at, be it at your desk, your bed, outside, in your car. If you're driving, you might want to pull over or just maybe hold off for the next 10 minutes before we move into, you know, out of the meditation because I don't want you meditating while you're driving. That might not be a good idea. No, no, no. Bad idea. But anyhow, just want you guys to relax. I want you to take a little break. The day's over for most of us. Some of us are probably going to work, but most of us are, are finished with our work today. And those of you who are finished with your day and just want to relax, burn a little sage, light a little candle, 
get some palo santo, get some essential oils on, whatever you need. Just pull it together. Now, <clears throat> just want you to take your hands. You can either lay them on your lap, or you can cup them like this. Your left hand at the bottom and your right hand on top. Just put it in your lap. Or you can hold your fingers like this to the sides, so we can add, allow the energies to flow through us. We want to keep our legs uncrossed. We want to make sure that everything is flowing. Okay, because what we want to do is let go of things that we are holding on to today and those things that we don't need anymore and don't serve us, we want to recycle it back into the universe and give thanks to Spirit for allowing us that experience. So for right now, I just want you to put your feet on the ground and put your hands in your lap and take in a deep breath. And just blow out. Now take another deep breath. As you can see, I'm holding for about three seconds, my breath. Now, you can have your eyes open or you can close them. Um, I find for me personally, closing my eyes works. So keep taking deep breath. We're going to work this guided meditation. Now, I want you to feel the chair on your back. I want you to feel your feet touching the ground. I want you to feel your butt feeling in the chair. I just want you to feel and notice the chair. I want you to kind of rock back and forth and feel it. <clears throat> you know, for many of us, we just think of a chair as a chair, something we just use, uh, another thing. But the chair is a tool. A chair is part of us. A chair is, you know, has its purpose in life as well this tree or this plastic or whatever you're sitting on has evolved into something else, into another existence. This chair that I'm sitting on is made of wood and it's probably older than me. And it was probably way older before it was converted into a chair. So just acknowledging the things that are around us are super powerful. And sometimes, you know, we don't have to go through life always doing that, but it's always an, a good practice to remember and to honor and give thanks for the things that are around us. And, you know, we don't do that enough in the society, especially here in the United States. We don't, we're not really raised to do that. We're very um, doctrinated in certain types of religion that, you know, we, we pray to and, you know, sacrifice and give to. But, you know, there's other things that give and sacrifice in their own way as well. And for those of you who are watching on the screen, uh, just think of the technology that was created. It's pretty amazing, you know, to transmit this message to the world or receive it, vice versa. It's also that we get grateful and thankful for. So now we take our deep breaths. And I just want you to listen to your breath as it goes in. As it goes out. Just listen to your breath going in. And going out. And don't breathe fast and don't breathe too slow. Just keep a nice pace. And I want you to picture yourself sitting on this chair. 
And as you're sitting there, everything around you begins to disappear. Slowly but surely, it fades away. The walls fade away, the floors fade away, and it's just you in the chair as you're sitting there. And I want you to take your arms up. <coughs> and I want you to call in the cosmic energies, the positive cosmic energies of the universe. And I want you to spin your hands around and create a big sphere. As you're creating, you're spinning, you should feel the warmth in your hands as you're spinning, twisting and turning and creating this bubble. At any time that you feel like you've had enough, you can just wake up. This is your session. This is your time to travel. And you keep creating this bubble bigger and bigger. And you start to surround it around you. Surrounding it all around you. You're inside this bubble. And then from your heart, you create protection as well. You create all around you an armor protection to keep away all the negative energies and bounce them out and give them thanks for being there and teaching us lessons that may have been very hard at times <clears throat> very challenging now we have our bubble and we have our armor around us protecting us I want you to picture color any color in your mind I want you to picture this color. Hold it in your mind's eye. At any time you feel like you have to come back, just think of this color, and this color will bring you back. This color will manifest and create a positive pathway back to you, back to where you need to be. And I want you just to feel the energy and absorb it and feel it inside you. So anytime you need to come back. Now, I want you to feel the bubble starting to move side to side and forward and backwards, side to side, forward and backwards. And little by little, this bubble begins to levitate, begins to move, begins to rise. It begins to float. And as you move, it moves. As you bank, it banks. You begin to move up. You begin to move straight up and up and up until you start feeling yourself being higher and you can look around and you can see that you are about 20 feet off the ground at the moment as you're moving inside this special sphere, this bubble protection with your armor that's all around you. You begin to go higher and higher. You move higher and up and up. And now when you look down, there's no fear because there's trust in your bubble, there's trust in your armor. And you look down and you see the treetops and you start to notice the landscape is changing and you move higher and higher and up and up. You be going up and higher and higher until you're up in the clouds and you notice the clouds up in the sky. And you look to the left and you look to the right and you start to notice and you start to notice everything around you. <clears throat> you start to notice the eagle that's flying in the distance. You see the mountaintops clear down the other way. And you go higher and higher and up and up. 
you begin to leave <coughs> the earth. You begin to transcend out of it. You go up and up. Now you're in outer space. And you're floating around. You can see the stars. You can see the planet. You can see the moon. You can see <coughs> the place where you live. <clears throat> the outline of it. You begin to look one way. You begin to look the other way. You begin to move forward slowly. You begin to accelerate faster and faster. Leaving the earth as you turn, you can see the earth is moving away from you. Quicker and faster you travel. And you're moving quicker and quicker. Next thing you know, you're going the speed of light. You're passing by stars and planets and moving quicker and faster, faster and quicker. Eventually, too, you keep moving so fast, you don't even know if you're moving because you feel like you're just the only thing that exists in the universe at this time. You begin to move quicker and faster, <coughs> moving faster, dodging and weaving and moving. Nothing can slow you down. You begin to see glimpses of your past, glimpses of your future, as you are sitting in the moment, traveling in your sphere, your protection. You see aspects of yourself when you were 5, 6, 10, 20, 30, depending how old you are. You begin to see different versions of you. Then your bubble begins to slow down. It begins to slow down with ease. And then you come to this place, another planet, another version. This planet is green, and the waters is blue. And this other bubble comes by and passes you. And as you move closer to this planet, you see this huge, huge mirror. You go to the mirror, and you move forward and forward towards the mirror. You begin to notice, and you begin to look, and you look in the mirror, and you see yourself in this mirror. You notice yourself. Maybe there's some slight variations. Maybe there's not. Maybe you're not sure if it's you, but it is you. You look at yourself. And you ask. And you say hello. And you welcome yourself to the space. And then here in this space, we listen. We listen to a version of ourselves that hasn't been created yet. A version of ourselves where we want to create anew. A version to start over. And you tell the version that sits in the mirror the things that have happened to you and the things that were wrong. The things that you wish you had done better. And the other version of yourself tells you, it's never too late to start. It's never too late. As you meet yourself in the ends of the universe, you look at yourself wondering, how is this possible? How can I see myself? In a universe where everything is possible, anything is possible. And you give thanks to the version of yourself. As you turn your sphere around, you begin to travel faster and faster speed of light. You move past stars, planets, by galaxies. You move so fast that you don't even realize if you're moving or not. Quicker and faster. Finally, you come to the edge and you come to the place where you began. You see the moon. You see the stars. You see the earth. And you're grateful. You're grateful that you're home. 
and you become so engulfed with joy. And you take deep breaths and you begin to descend back to the earth in your bubble, in your armor. This fear begins to go slower and slower. You see the clouds. You see the mountaintops. You see the eagles. You see all the things that you noticed, except everything is more enhanced, more enlightened. And you became down, down, and you finally return to your chair. You feel your feet on the ground, your hands in your lap. The breath you're taking and then renewed energy that you brought back from visiting yourself on the other side of the universe. And when you're ready to wake up, you open your eyes and your bubble begins to disappear. And your bubble returns. You take off the armor. For now, you're renewed. Welcome back. Oh. <coughs> All right. That's our little meditation for the day. Probably got something out of it a little bit. Sometimes it's hard to do meditation on the radio, but, you know, it's okay. I wanted to do that because some of you requested that I do some of those journeys with you, doing a little journey. So um, let me get a little swig of water now I'm back. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, today was a good day for me. Um, I just got back from my soccer game here at Jones, and... Um, my team is still undefeated. The boys are working hard. We won today, 10-0. So it's one of those games where uh, it's a learning experience. You know, we're up that many goals at half. We're up like seven. So talking to kids to, hey, you need you need to hold back. You need to let, let go. And I had to talk with the referee too. Like we were not we're not trying to run the score up. She totally got it. She's like, you know, I come from that old school. You know, it's, I mean, you do your best. You and the kids want to win. And uh, there's some kind of also there were some people talking about the mercy rule, but uh, they don't really use that anymore. Um, it's kind of like giving fourth place trophies, sixth place trophies. I'm not saying you have to be a jerk and pound somebody. That's not what I'm asking. But I, I let her know that we were at least attempting to hold back and not, you know, throttle this team that we could have throttled a lot more. But um, you know, that's the message that I wanted to teach my kids was, you know. We have to do other things to have success as well, not just only score the goals. We have to be able to possess and pass and move the ball around as well as like we do. But um, a thing that I've always done in my coaching <clears throat> career, excuse me, is something that uh, I've I've implemented. You know, I work with other people and they're doing you know different things when I'm coaching them. But I, I apply it to my soccer. So what I do with my kids before every game, I cut them off a little slips of paper about yay big just some recycled paper. And what I do is I have them write on these papers what your goal is for yourself, number one, what your goal is for the team, number two. So what are you going to bring to the table for the team? How are you going to help the team? How are we going to be successful as an individual within the confines and the structures of the team? And then I tell them to fold that paper up. Don't tell me what it is. Don't tell me what it is until after the game. And I tell them, put it in your sock. Write it in your sock and just have it there. So we made a short-term goal, something that was very quick and very fast at that moment. And you know what? I've had success with that in coaching over the 30-some years that I've been coaching. 
And that kind of builds a, a visual in someone's mind, someone's, uh, you know, spirit and soul as well. Because, you know, when I teach my kids about soccer, and you know, it's it starts in the mind. Everything translates here. We, we begin the the movement of creation inside of our head, inside of the imagination of our mind. And it translates out into our body, into our hands, into our feet, depending, you know, how we move, how we run, how we position ourselves, how we get open. So it's super important. It's something that I wanted to teach my kids because a lot of people don't teach it. A lot of people just teach X and O's. Well, there's more than X and O's in sports. There's a lot of psychology in sports. Sports psychology is very powerful and very important because, you know, you could have the best, best team in the whole wide world, but if they have a stinking thinking and they don't, they don't know how to project and how to uh, manifest those things in their lives, then it becomes very hard and difficult. I've had teams like that where the kids, you know, thought they knew more than me. They were, they, they were very awesome, superstarish type. And, you know, they d- weren't successful because they just had a bad attitude about it. But with this group, you know, I've coached them and work with them and say, Hey, you know, let's, let's see if this works. Let's see if we do this. And along with some brain gym and other things that I do that helps them, you know, get themselves in, in order and, you know, in under, an understanding and knowing that I'm their coach and not their friend is super important. That takes a lot of pressure off of them, actually, because then they don't have to feel like they have to please me. They have to uh, res- respect the space as I respect them as players as well to learn from each other. You know, after the season, we can hang out with their parents and go to Chipotle or whatever and do whatever we need to do, you know, have, hang out, you know, be friendly like that. But, you know, I try not to encourage my kids to be my friends. Okay, after they graduate, after season, that's a whole different thing. My job is there to get them prepared, get them ready, and to understand, and uh, to move in space. And it sounds kind of it sounds kind of weird when you say that. Well, I'm not really here to be your friend. I'm here to be your coach. That within the confines of being coaching, you are their friend. And I try to explain that to them. And then I think they got that. And I think that's why it's paying off for us that um, they know that we're working together. And hi, Jenny, how are you? And um, but uh, the thing is, you know, knowing knowing your place and knowing their place and knowing what I expect and when, knowing what they expect from me, that's why it works. And, you know, that's why I do the things I do. And um, uh, I'm pretty happy with the results so far. We still have a long way to go through the season, but we're, we're playing and that's where we're going. All right. So today's episode is what's holding you back. <clears throat> what's holding you back, folks? I like to see on the live stream, for those of you who are on here, and this is a question for all of you who are there, what's holding you back? Okay, if you have a question, you know, this is a good time to ask me. This could be a Q&A if you want a little bit. But what's holding you back? And, you know, so I'm going to talk a little bit about things that are holding us back. And some of the things that are holding us back are generalities and things that are, you know, something that is very simple, very easy. And sometimes it's very complicated. Okay, one of the biggest things that I know for a fact, because this happens to me, that what holds us back is the fearful thoughts, the fear. The fear factor holds us back of moving forward into those places we want to be. Why is that? Why does fear become so real for some people? Um, I can't sit here and say that I'm not fearful. I've never had fears or, or I'm not afraid. But I know one thing, that I've moved from the fearful place in my life, in my heart, in my spirit, into a much more refined understanding of who I am. Um, I do have fear, like everybody, you know, false evidence appearing real. You know, that's, but fear is, 
is is something that maybe it's not really there. Maybe it's just something that we create in our in our mind. If we're able to create beautiful things, and you know, angry things and challenging things, they usually start inside of our head, inside of all the programming we have inside of us. Our programming is probably the most crucial part of why we have and why we can't move. You know, a buddy of mine, you know, I, I posted this and he saw my show, um, that I was going to do a show on what's holding you back. He put my, my seatbelt. It was funny. I get it. But, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering, sometimes, you know, we, we also use excuses. Excuses is around one of those big, big, big words. You know, fear, excuses, you know, lack of, you know, not committing, uncommitted. <clears throat> so what's holding you back? Everybody is held back by different standards and different situations and different emotions, different feelings and different reasons. Everybody here on this show who's listening has their own whys. Everybody has their own whys and why they feel the way they do, why the things are going the way they are. But, you know, it doesn't really mean that it's the end of the world. Sometimes we have to recalibrate ourselves and put ourselves in a, in a frame of mind that will put us back on track. A lot of us have issues because we have the programming of our parents. We have the programming of the person who was most close to us raising us. We have the programming of the person who we're either married to or dating. That person can influence the way we react, the way we live, the way we do things. Believe it or not, you know, people... Uh, we give ourselves away. We sell ourselves away, pieces and parts of ourselves constantly, every single day, every single moment. As hard as that may sound, that is what happens. We give ourselves away all the freaking time. And it's not that we want to. It's just what happens. It happens because humans, um, especially humans, are, are one of those creatures that are, really love to dominate other human beings. And I don't know, man has just always been that way. They've always found a way to uh, manipulate uh, people a little bit in ways, you know, without even thinking about it. But that's one of the things that mankind does. Mankind has a way to control, and control can become a fearful thing, or it can be something that's used, you know, against us. Regardless, you know, excuse me, <clears throat> got a little cold today. You know, fear is one of those things that holds us back. Fear is one of the things that just totally destroys and kills our drive. And for those of you who, you know, wonder why you're not getting or why you're not succeeding, why you're not doing things, a lot of it has to be, you know, with, like I said, how you were raised. You know, if, if your parents were, you know, underachievers, for example, they, not, they didn't really care and that was it and they were just happy with 9 to 5, I have nothing against that. But we tend to learn from the people who are most around us, the people who are with us. That's who we learn from. The people who are with us are the ones who teach us you know, their behavioral patterns, and we pick up on it, especially children. Children learn very fast. Our kids are always constantly watching us. They're always the ones who are always on top and always, you know, figuring out what we're doing. So how do we, how do we teach our kids things? Well, we're only as good as what we were taught. Now, some of us will, you know, succeed and do better to go outside of ourselves and to, uh, to improve ourselves, to do better than where we were before, but not all of us are capable. Not every human being is capable to move into certain types of successful patterns because they're afraid. They're afraid for many reasons, and many people have many reasons. Some people are afraid to move into successful patterns because then it would mean that they'd have to step outside of their comfort zone, things that they're familiar with, things that are 
are uh, outside the norm, things that are, you know, not like everybody else. A lot of people just want to be normal. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what the word normal means to have a normal existence. You know, if you're comparing a normal existence to your next door neighbor or your brother, your sister, your mom and dad, you know, and you're happy with that, okay, then ride with that. Go with it. But there aren't a lot of people in my particular circle that I would say that I would want their lives or anything to be like that. You know, you have to find your own uniqueness, who you are and why. So what do you do? How do you ask yourself? So what's holding me back? Well, you have to be upfront and honest with yourself. You know, are you happy with the life that you have right now? Are you happy with the people who are in it? Are you happy with the things that you're reading? Are you happy with, you know, the situation you're in? Are you, are you happy in an abusive relationship? Are you happy in a loving relationship? I mean, we really have to get down to the nitty-gritty. A lot of us are afraid. Am I happy in my relationships? Am I happy in the places I am? Yeah, I'm happy in, to some extent. There are some things that I wish were different, but you know what? You have to move from that. So how do we move out of that? <clears throat> that's the hard part. Everybody can talk a good story and say, oh, yeah, you got to move out. You got to do it, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It's not that easy. It's not that easy. And I'll be the first to tell you, it's not that easy to just move on with your life. For some people, it's no-brainer and boom, they're out. And for other people, it's not. It's difficult. Why? Because then they feel a sense of loneliness. They feel a sense of loss. They feel a sense of, you know, uh, I failed. And they apply that to who they think they are. But once they move out of that space, they seem to do okay. Sometimes we're forced out of space and forced into, you know, not being held back. And when we're forced out of it by pure just being pushed out of it, you know, we start to realize, we start to realize, you know, I can do better. But a lot of us are held back because of us right here. I hold myself back. There's nobody in this world that holds me back except me. There may be circumstances and situations that may not allow me to do things a certain way or move into a certain place at the present moment, present time. But there is a way out. There is always a way out of it. And those of you who agree or disagree with me, that's okay. Most of the times when I talk about things on the show, it's about my personal life and who I am and how I see myself, how I perceive myself. Perception is a big thing, how we perceive ourselves. Some of us don't perceive ourselves as, as good as the next guy. Some of us put ourselves down. I hear people all the time putting themselves down, talking, you know, negative about them, all their own personal self. You know, you're a beautiful creature. You're a beautiful human being. You're a beautiful uh, spirit. But, you know, it, it's that those words are also very hard for people to absorb into their belief system to say, I'm a beautiful human being. Some people don't believe it. Some people can't accept that they're beautiful inside. Some people can't accept that, you know, they have beauty and things that they can share with the world. You know, I'm a firm believer that every human being on this planet can share something with somebody because it only takes one human being to change the world. One. And we have countless, countless people who have changed the world by just because of one person. Some of them for good and some of them for bad. But it's a change regardless as, as we're speaking here. It's still a change. We still are changing the world. How you want to change the world is how you change yourself and how you see yourself, how you perceive yourself, and how you feel the world perceives you. I think the biggest detriment is we perceive ourselves much harsher than the world may perceive us. You know, some of us do some amazing things, but yet we still come back and go, oh, well, I could have done better. I could have done this. You know, no, I don't have it. I mean, it takes money. You know, it takes money to make money. 
you know, I don't have to agree, disagree with you on that. You know, it takes imagination and creation to create anything. Money is a creation of someone's thought, someone's idea. Do you need more money to make money? Well, if you don't have money, how are you going to get money? If, you, if you're holding yourself back, how are you going to go into that space? Well, number one, there's different ways to do things. For example, let's give examples here. <clears throat> great, great, great artisans, great painters, you know, sculptors, you know, great business people. You know, they, they do things that we, the average person don't do. Number one, they do it. They just do it. For example, a wealthy person usually uses money of other people's money to make more money. They usually don't invest their own money into it unless they're sure it's going to work. A painter paints regardless, right? Especially most of them become famous after they die, after the fact, because maybe they're struggling with what's holding you back. Maybe other people are, are looking into it and saying, oh, yeah, that's beautiful. But maybe at that time it wasn't so beautiful. It's the struggle. It's the painting. But most people who are successful in life and getting things done in life are doing it. And, you know, and a lot of us who are unsuccessful are the first ones to bash the people who are, not, who are successful. You know, rich people do this, rich people that. You know, I can care less if you're rich or poor. You know, if you're a good person in heart and you're giving back to humanity, rich or poor, that's where it needs to be. Now, the guy next door has more money than me. It doesn't matter. It's not important. You know, he's not held back. Maybe he's held back at a higher and different level, in a higher, different place. You know, all of us are held back to some degree, by our thinking. And our thinking is, is, becomes fearful sometimes because we have to, we literally must step out of our own shadow in order to succeed. We cannot move forward if we're going to stay inside the shadow. If you're doing the same thing over and over and over and you think you're going to be successful and you haven't been successful, that's called insanity, okay? You're just going to get the same results over and over. You literally have to step out outside of yourself, out into the things that scare you. You know, if you're going to open a business, you got to open the doors. If you don't open the doors and just keep it closed, you're really not in business, right? That's the same way. And if you don't tell the world that you're in business, no one's going to know your business. If you're going to sell a taco burrito, you need to tell the world that you're in the business of selling tacos and burritos. Like if I was, look, I was in the restaurant. I have several friends who are in the restaurant business. You possibly, constantly have to promote yourself. And that's the thing with do, getting what you want and what's holding you back is because we don't promote self-promote. Self-promotion seems like it's an arrogant thing, something that you know, we shouldn't do. We should be proud. But you know what? It's not that way, <clears throat> especially if we, we want to move into a place where we're doing better. I'm not saying to brag you know, or to say blah, blah, but you get out there and you share. You know, it's like people who volunteer. They have no problem volunteering and helping people they don't know. But yet they won't help themselves when it's time to help themselves. Because they don't feel like they're deserving. And so where do you learn that deserving? Where do you learn that limiting belief? Where does that limiting belief come from? How is it possible that you're able to help other people for a short period of time, but you can't even help yourself? Why? Because somebody didn't help themselves. And we learn from the people who are most connected to us. And a lot of relationships break up because there's a person who wants to move forward and there's another one that don't. And it's not that they don't love each other and don't care about each other. But people grow. People mature. People evolve. People move into space. What happened yesterday is over. And what's in the future hasn't come yet. What really matters right now is where you're at in the present moment. The present moment is what dictates and what will keep you grounded. It will keep you where you need to be. 
so many of us discount the moment that we're in, you know, and to appreciate the little things that we have before us. You know, like earlier when I was talking about this chair that I'm sitting on, that chair has purpose. That chair, yeah, probably that chair, that tree didn't know it was going to be a chair one day. <clears throat> but it, it is. Now it's a chair. I'm sitting on this wood, and this used to be a tree, and you are the same way. You will either be where you're at for the rest of your life. If you're happy with that, you know, ask yourself right now, are you happy where you're at right now at this present moment? If you can say yes, then that's fine. Perfect. If you have questions or doubts and you think that you could do better, then you maybe want to think about how to move out of that. What's it going to take? All it takes is a little shift to the left or to the right to move you into the space that you need to be. Before so many of us, it's difficult. Because if we have to leave the comforts of we are, that we have created for ourselves, these fake illusions that we think that are real, these things that are in front of us, the TV, <coughs> the newspaper, the books we read, the cell phones we play on, these things are the worst things right now. They're great for communicating and talking to the world and sharing our thoughts and our ideas and stuff. But I tell you, you know, those things have been just causing havoc on the world too as well. As much as it's great, you know, but <clears throat> and I'm going to take that back to you a little bit because this also has helped people create, get out of their comfort zone, get out of that fearful place. But for some people, they've also reside in here. And they park themselves in here. And they live in here. And they live in this little thing called virtual reality. You know, where it seems real. Because it is real. You're reprogramming your mind when you use those things. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's productive. As long as it's not holding you back. As long as it's moving to this place that's important. A place that's valuable. A place that's not crippling you. You know, if it becomes an obsession and it becomes an addiction, <clears throat> then we have some things to question ask about. You have some things to think about. I'm not, not knocking it, but I know that I also, too, find myself on here way too much. But that's my own doing. Nobody is holding my hands, pushing the buttons. It's just me. So, <clears throat> I want to excuse me for, let me get a drink here real quick. <clears throat> I get on a roll and I start to get like dried and throw here. And um yeah, so so how are things how will how do we get out of those things that hold us back? For me, I would recommend you know, maybe taking small steps. You know, for some people can just leap out and do it and they're there. But other people I think they need to take little steps. Some people don't even know they're being held back. And that's probably the most scary thing. And they don't even realize they're even stuck they're so comfortable where they're at they're so comfortable in the mess they're in they don't even see it as a mess they don't even realize it is a mess but so what will move you you know what is it that you want most people won't write a list most people won't sit and question or ask themselves you know what can how can i do better because they don't know how most people don't do it because they don't know how to do it I'll just be honest with you. Most people don't even know where to begin. You know, the majority of people are so stuck that they don't care anymore. And they're just tired and done. They're just going to live out. But I'm going to tell you, there's a beautiful world out there. There's a world full of beaches. 
mountains, islands, deserts, waterfalls, rivers, cities, other people. You know, there's more people out there, right, than the people you just know around your neighborhood? There's just lots. More trips to the countryside, more trips to Peru, more trips to Mexico, more trips to Europe. There's a whole planet. There's a whole universe we can explore. But, you know, everybody has excuses. Most people have excuses. Oh, I don't have money for that. I don't have time for that. Or I've done that, maybe, you know. But, you know, where there is a will, there's a way. And that, you know, for many years I heard that. And I was like, how does that work? When there's a will, there's a way. When you truly want to do something, you do it. The circumstances that push you there and get you there, is the that's the question. What is is it that will make you move to that place? What is it that will drive you to that place? For many people, it would have to be something very detrimental. Someone becoming ill, them becoming ill. Why do we have to wait to become sick to change our lives? Why do we wait to change our, our, our figure when we are overweight? Why do we wait? Why do we hold back? What isn't, why isn't it important for our, us to stay healthy? You know, some of us do a very good job of it, and some of us do a horrible job at it. I'll be the first to tell you that I have been horrible at it for quite some time. And, you know, I made a decision that I'm not going to live like that anymore. And I want to be able to live to an age where I don't have to worry about my kids or grandkids or anybody taking care of me. You know, there will be a point where I probably won't. But in the meantime, if I have some control over it, I will do it. If I know that if one too many sweets is going to cause me problems in the future, then maybe I shouldn't be eating that one too many sweets. But it's the fear. It's the fact. And I'm not saying you have to live without or be a vegetarian or vegan. I'm not here necessarily promoting anything in that factor. But, you know, find why it's important to you because your body is just as important as your soul that you feed. Those of you who sit in the pews on Sundays and those of you who sit in the temple and meditate and those of you who are bowing on a, on a rug, you know, if you're not taking care of your body, and you're, and you're just in the spiritual realm, and you don't even care about the vehicle that carries you and carries your spirit, that's a problem. Because that also needs to be taken care of as well. It's not being vain, but it's also being realistic and understanding that we have to take care of this vehicle as much as we're taking care of the other vehicle. You know, those of you who have certain religions and certain beliefs, it also says we have to take care of, of both. You can't be one without the other. You know, if you're going to be a physical trainer and, and train people and you're like weighing 300 pounds and, you know, it's going to be really hard to teach somebody who really wants to lose weight. You have to fit the mold. You have to fit what you're going to do. Now, there are some people who are heavyweight. There are some people who are skinny and they do very well. Yeah, maybe genetics plays into some of these things and I get that. I'm not trying to say that it doesn't. But there's an aspect of being healthy, too, how we eat, what we bring into our body. And, you know, sometimes the food we eat also holds us back. And the things that we eat aren't always the best for us. We live in a society now where we are fed things that they want you to eat, not what we want to eat. 
When you go to the grocery store, they've already prepackaged everything for you. They've already printed the pretty labels on there so you can buy that particular package. Do you even know what's on the labels when you buy your food? Because the foods we eat also hold us back. The foods that we eat also affect our mind, affect our spirit and our soul. If we're pumping garbage into our body, then our body becomes lethargic. It becomes a detriment to us. And when we can't use our body properly, that affects our spirit. That affects our soul. That affects us, period. And when it affects us, <clears throat> that it, 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 it affects everything about us. Vegan, vegetarian, meat diet. I mean, I can't tell you which one's right. They're all on person-to-person basis. For some of you, you'd be happy vegan. Some of you'd be happy vegetarian. Some of you'd be happy being meat eaters. Carnivores, whatever, omnivores. You have to find what's right for you. What's holding you back? There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things for me too. What's holding me back as well? There's tons of things that hold me back. There's tons of things that hold you back. But fear's the biggest. Fear's the biggest because it's the fear of the unknown. Fear of what we're not sure what it's going to look like, what it's going to taste like, smell like, be like. It doesn't matter if people have been there a hundred times. If we're not comfortable with it, we're not going to do it. So when you go out there and you're exploring yourself and re-engaging with yourself, because that's what you're trying to do when you're trying to change your life, when you're trying to become better, when you're trying to do better, not to be like everybody else. But just to be better for yourself. To be better for ourselves is probably the hardest thing. Because, you know, everybody here who's on this, on this live stream, on this live chat, everybody here has a friend who is highly educated, who is, has master's degree, PhDs, a doctorate, whatever you want to call it. And you know what? They can't find a job. Can they, find, can they not find a job because they're not trying? Maybe. Maybe that's one factor. Or maybe they're overqualified. You know, sometimes in life we have to do the things that are what we want to do. And then we have to find the ways to do it. You know, if you want to be a writer, then you have to do the things that take you to the writing place. Places where you will write. Who you're going to write. What you want to write. Stephen King, actually, when he first started writing his books, his books were just just normal stuff. Love stories, blah, blah, blah. Nothing crazy. But that wasn't making him any money. So you know what he did? He wrote horror movies. And the rest is history. And I think he could write a book, you know, every so often, very quickly and very fast because that's his trade. Sometimes if we're writing, for example, if we're writers, then we write things that pay our paycheck, you know, give us a paycheck. And then we also write things that also are valuable to us. But, you know, Stephen King's a good example. You know, he knew that he had to step out of his comfort zone. He could have stayed in that genre you know, and he could have stayed in that genre and just been mediocre writer and not given what the world wanted. But he stepped out of his genre. He, whatever was holding him back, he stepped out. He listened to somebody or listened to that inner voice, and he moved out. And he didn't want to be held back because he had goals to be successful, goals to do things. And he did it, and he moved out of there. Now he's very famous. Many of you have known his, know his works and his things. So I encourage you as well, what's holding you back? 
A lot of you have beautiful ideas and great ideas about things you want to do. Okay, and it's not that you're holding back. Maybe you're just, your vehicle is the right vehicle, but maybe you're going the wrong direction. How's that? Maybe you want to do it this way, but maybe you have to go this way. And it's not compromising or selling yourself out. It's understanding your market, your target niche, what's going on, what's happening. For many of us, we just have to realign a few little things. I talked about that earlier, just realigning and tweaking and moving something. For example, maybe you want to be a singer. Okay. It depends what kind of singer you want to be. Uh, for most of us, a lot of us, I mean, about my age, we're not going to be pop singers, for example, on a boy band. I'm never going to make a boy band because, number one, I'm too old. Think what you're thinking. But that's not where I want to be personally. So I have to look at all the genres and the things that where my voice would fit and how it would fit in. Now, we adjust constantly. We keep moving forward. No, also the spiritual aspect of ourselves as well. You know, there's a lot of people who, number one, are not religious, and there are people who are ultra-religious. You have it all. You have every group. You have every group of people who come from different walks of life. And, for example, you know, you have people who believe that they're, you know, if you don't do things right, you're not going to go to heaven. And you have other people who are atheists and just don't believe in anything. And then you just return to the earth. So their job should be easier, right? If you're an atheist, then what, what what do you have to lose? If that's what you want to do. But you have other people also who are controlled by religious factors. Religion plays a big factor to do the right thing, to honor, respect, blah, blah. But the thing is just doing it. A lot of us just don't do it. I'll tell you, 80% of people who are listening to this show tonight are just not doing it. They're not, you're not where you're at in lifetime because you just aren't doing it. And you're not willing to do it because other things are more important. Other things take precedence. Other things are more valuable. Sleeping in a little bit longer is a little more valuable. Okay? And I'm not, not, saying, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's, it's your choice. But I can guarantee you a lot of you guys aren't getting what you want because – you're not willing to do the work. You're not willing to step outside of your comfort zone. You're not willing to go, well, I really need to change that. But how are you going to change that? By changing it, you know. But I can't just change it overnight. You can do anything overnight. Okay? But it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be uncomfortable sometimes. You're going to feel like the world's falling upon you sometimes. You're going to feel like things are happening. But if you don't do it, you're going to be right where you're at. You're going to keep getting the same results. If you're happy with the same results you're getting, then keep doing it. Don't listen to the show no more. Iggy, but I, but I have this, and my left foot is, is turned to the right, and I can't do that no more. You know, you know, I hear the excuses, and I get it. Some people have valid excuses. But, you know, you really have to make an effort to really want your life to be different if you want it to be different. For a lot of people, that will never happen because you know, they're not willing to take that step. I am at times don't want to take that step either. There's times I get like that. I become stubborn with myself. But I do come to a point where I'm like, you know what? I really need to make a change. I really want something different. You know, and I'm ready. Because I know next year at this time, my life was going to be very different. Why, why next year? Because that's the plan. That's the thing I planted in my head. That's the, the goal that I have set there in there, and it resides in my mind because that's what I need. So in the meantime, I can process and work to where I need to be because 
as I work and I process, I'm also growing and expanding. As I grow and expand, I also change. So you will change. You will never be the same as you were yesterday. Tomorrow you'll be a different person. You'll look the same. You'll sound the same. But your thinking is going to be a little bit slightly different. One, because of what you're listening to. Two, the things you're reading. Three, your associations, who you're associating with. You know, four, how much influence your family has on you. You know, it's easy for us to give ourselves away constantly. And that's a big thing that humans do. We give ourselves away because we're just, it's, that's what we do. But at what point do we create healthy limits and boundaries for ourselves? At what point do we say, hey, you know what? I've given a lot. You're not willing to give. It's nothing against you. But I need to create a healthy boundary for myself. And I think when people start to do that, then we don't hold ourselves back. And we don't give ourselves away like we should. So how do you move forward? Well, number one, first decide if you're happy where you're at. Are you happy where you're at? Is is life good? If life's good, then you maybe don't need to change too much. Then maybe you're fine where you're at. Life isn't necessarily a bunch of things you're going to accumulate over the over your life. It's the friendships, the love, and the emotions, and the people who are with you that sometimes hold us back. The things that keeps us from moving forward because we have a sense of loyalty to people who are not loyal to us. There are some people in this group, some people in this chat, and also in my life. That, you know, I think I'm more loyal to them and I have loyalty to them for no no particular reason. I don't know why. But those things hold me back. What holds you back? I don't know. You'll know. You'll figure it out. But once you start to figure out, you have to also set a map. You have to set a course. You have to set a, a destination for yourself, you know, for that journey. Once you start creating that journey for yourself, you know, you can have multiple destinations to different places across the world. Achieving goals, doing all kinds of things. Life is the journey, but there are destinations within that journey. You will land in places. You will be with certain people. You will have certain people come into your life. There will be certain people who influence your life. There will be people who have a different agenda for you, who want you to be what they want you to be for them, not for you. There are people who you have friends right now who don't even know they're doing this to you. That they put, they put conditions on you. They make you do things. They ask you to do certain things. You know, no friends should ever put conditions on each other as long as we're not violating each other. Oh, you, you can't be my friend if, you don't, if you're hanging out with that person. You know, those are, those are like little kid stuff. That's high school. That's middle school. Actually, I'm going to go down to middle school. You know, your friends, are, you're just, you know, we're all, our friends are, are very crucial to our growth. So if you find yourself in unhealthy relationships, then, you know, you might have to think about severing them. You know, some of us are in, you know, in situations where, you know, we don't understand why we can't move forward. All you got to do is look around. You're either surrounded by really good people, not good people, or no one at all. So if there's no one at all, the biggest person, the biggest person that you have to look at is yourself. So if you look around and you don't see results and changes and, and you don't feel successful and there's really nobody around you 
and you don't have a lot of friends, you don't have a lot of influences, then that means it's you. That means you have some things to re revamp and rethink about and retweak about yourself. You know, there's nothing wrong with being alone. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, isolated from the world. And I'm not saying you have to run off and make a thousand different friends. But when you have those things in your mind where you don't want, you don't feel like you're moving forward, you're being held back. How many of you have ever held, well, you're just holding me back. I can't do anything because you're holding me back. Your, your attitude's holding me back. You know, you hear that kind of stuff all the time. Nobody can hold you back. Nobody but you. Nobody, when you start believing the, the limited beliefs, you're done. You're done. When you start buying into the limiting beliefs, you're done. I know I'm projecting here. I'm, a, I'm projecting things on you, but I think it's important to know. No other human being should be. We should, meet, we should just meet each other halfway or someplace in the middle. Because we're all holding each other back when we don't do that. There are people out there who truly care and love you. And there are other people who only truly care and love themselves. And that's fine. As long as they're not hurting anybody. Now, this is your job to figure out what's holding you back. It shouldn't be too hard. It shouldn't be something that you take it too long to figure out. Most of you already know what's holding you back. A lot of you, for a lot of you, it's finances. You know, a lot of you, you know, you have your reasons why you won't do certain things, or why you won't move into certain spaces. And you know, for a lot of you, it's it's loyalty to the family. And for a lot of you, it's loyalty to uh, relationships that you're in, that you think that you have to hold on to them for some reason. Some relationships probably have already died years ago. But some people just need to hold on a little bit longer for some reason to squeeze the last living ounce of essence out of it. And you know what? For some people that works. But for me, no. Nah. You know, once you know where you're at that place that you need to change and there's time to move on, you start you start to feel it. You know, you start to you start to get to that place. You start to say, you know what, I don't like this anymore. So just look around where you're at. Look at your four walls. You know, look at your dog, your cat. Is, this, is that the life you're content with? Fine. If you want more, then you got to do a little bit more to move you out of more, to get more. Because you'll keep getting the same results over and over if we don't tweak our life. All right, guys, I'm almost out of time. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And um, the 60 minutes goes fast. You guys have a great September. Um, I'll be back in September for a show. And this is just the last show of August. August has flown by like a bird caught in the wind, I guess. <laughs> I love you guys very much. Be well. Take care. Drop me a line. Let me know what's going on. And I will see everybody soon. And uh, we'll see you later. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.